1: And Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Hey welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Monday night after the Kings have a little get right game. Near the end of the road trip, they get good news. De'Aaron Fox is back after missing a couple of games. He's got a baby boy now. Ugh. We also so a get good. right game for Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter and the Kings put up 140 points. They win in Houston 140 to 120. It's significant for a few reasons. Sure. It's a lowly Houston Rockets, but Keegan Murray with a career high 30 points. Hell he yeah. knocked down eight triples in the game and the Kings do something. That's a little rare for February. What? They got their 30th win of the season. In Sacramento, that's almost a cause for celebration because last year's win total for all 82 was 30 wins. Here we are on February 6th. The Kings have 30 wins. They are 30 and 23. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How does all that sound, Morgan, when you just let it go right through your ears?
2: Yeah, it, It honestly, it feels really good. It's about truly celebrating that 30th win because of all the years of awful, yeah. awful basketball and not even looking at that number of being 30 wins, but what that represents for this team in this season and the fact that we're talking about it right now, um, there could be other NBA fans in here going, ha, ha they're that excited about 30 wins? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, we are.
1: Well, and I actually got into that conversation a bit with a guy in our Discord named Chip who is... Super hardcore in our discord. Yeah. And he just feels like some Kings fans are going a little crazy. Like, Hey, don't get co- so caught up in the third seed." If people are acting like we're the 71 warriors. I'm like, look, man, it's not about people thinking that this team can go win a championship this year. It's not about them being overly confident in their team. I think most Kings fans right now are just enjoying like, Hey, this team is better than I think a lot of people expected. They would be this year. They're fun to watch. And I'm just enjoying the moment, and that's where I am. Yeah, 30 wins, grand scheme of things, isn't like some amazing, crazy feat in a season. But like you just said, when you're a Sacramento Kings franchise, that many times over the last 16 years, it was like, hey, 28, 30 wins for the season. The fact that we are before the All-Star break and the Kings have 30 wins... It's significant, and I know it was against a bad Houston Rockets team, but you needed a win, and you got it done.
2: That's all that matters. That's all. I mean, if we were hoping that win was going to come on Friday against the Pacers, that thirtieth win. It was needed. It was wanted, and then instead, you got a shit game against the Pacers and a shit game against the Pelicans. So, getting it against the Rockets, getting things done, and then. Having players have their bounce back games, having De'Aaron Fox come back in the rotation, and it did help these guys, but it also was very helpful that there was multiple guys that stepped up a little as well.
1: Yeah, it also helped that you took on a Rockets team that is... 13 and 41. Correct. They are one of the worst offensive teams in the NBA, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. So, you know, the Kings had a terrible third quarter, in my estimation, but still found a way to win because they could take advantage of this. But I think for the Kings, it was just, after what happened against the Pelicans, G-Man said he was talking to some coaches, and, like, they were embarrassed by that game against New Orleans. Good. It was, like, a very humbling, like, what the hell type Good. game. And so they were interested to see how the the players were going to respond tonight. And I thought the response was good. It wasn't perfect. And we're going to talk about some of the lows of this game. But I think you needed to see Keegan play confident again and knock down some shots. He was getting some good looks. I go back to that San Antonio game where I think it was 0 for 8. The Kings won that game. But he missed everything. Yeah. Last game against the Pelicans, I felt like, oh, no, no, no. We can't have... A non-confident Keegan Murray. Like, you still have to go. You have to keep shooting. You're getting good looks. Keep shooting. Keegan Murray tonight shot it, and he shot it at an unbelievable clip. A career-high 30 points for him. He did it on 11 of 17 shooting, and he was red hot from three-point land.
3: Pass to Keegan Murray in rhythm for another three. You betcha. A career-high 7 three-pointer for Keegan Murray, who's 7 for 11 on the night. He has 25 points. For Keegan Murray, he's within four of his career rookie scoring high.
1: And you know it was a good thing if Delhi was in late in this game, right? Because that means Kings are up big.
3: With a drive and a kick to Keegan. He spots up. He's going for another triple. He adds to the tally. He's eight for 12 from downtown. He's got 28 points in this contest. And Keegan, within one of his career scoring high, makes it 132 to 113 and then he got that career high. Here's Keegan driving little teardrop runner. A new career scoring high for Keegan Murray. He has a 30 point ball game. He's accomplished it on 10 make it 11 of 17 from the field, 8 of 12 from downtown. That's the goat. Gary Gerald on the call from
1: Houston. So Keegan had 8 of 12 from downtown, 30 points, 6 rebounds, a couple of steals tonight. Uh what jumped out to you about him? I mean, I think he got so many good looks, and he's showing you he's just a really, really, really good shooter when he's on, man.
2: Yeah, when he's on, it, you can you can notice the difference in the shots that he misses and the shot um, that he makes. And I say that because I think some, some pure shooters have the same look, the same techniques to their form, their shooting form, and um, how they use their base all the way up through their fingertips. But with Keegan, you can tell when it's not a pretty shot for him or he's not shooting, shooting it with confidence. And tonight, (laughs) most of his three pointers, especially after he missed a few, looked really good. He looked confident. The way that he was coming off of a dribble handoff from Sabonis and or just getting a pass from Sabonis. He was just looking a lot more confident even with his footwork. The way that he was getting set into his shot early on was just great to see for the rookie tonight.
1: It was awesome to see. It was, you're right. And he needed this game so bad. I mean, he was going through that stretch. We talked about last night at night. I'm like, this guy's one for 14 from three in the last few games. He is, you know really struggling with his outside shot right now. It looked like he was starting to impact his game out there where it just, it, it seemed like with every missed shot, there was maybe a lack of focus defensively tonight, a lot better. And it was good for him to get out of it. I, you know, there was some talk like, has he hit the rookie wall? Our buddy James Hammond was talking about that. I'm like, Guys are going to go through funks, all right? You can have a three-game funk without being, oh, this guy is toast. He's falling apart. Herter had a funk, too. I thought he bounced back from. We'll get to him in a little bit. Yes. But Keegan got through it. And this is what you want. What you don't want is him go through like a month funk like he had through that one stretch in the season. It seemed like he just could not get out of it. Sure. He had this huge January, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA in the month of January. Has a bad start to the month. He got go in tonight. And you hope that he can build off this going forward.
2: Yeah, he looked a lot more aggressive. He looked a lot more engaged, a lot more locked in, and not just on the offense end because he was making his shots, but even the way that he was playing defensively. And we talked about it after the last game. Like, man, everything he was doing was looking soft. The way that he was rebounding, the way that he was just carrying himself on the floor. And I know he's not... Um, he doesn't show a lot with his body language, but you don't need to show a lot with your body language to be tough out there. I think Trey Lyles is a great example of that. That's a guy that's tough, but has the same facial expression, has the same emotions pretty even throughout a game.
1: Omar in our YouTube chess is, do you guys think Keegan could eclipse a record for all time threes made by a rookie? He's at 128 right now. The record is one eighty seven. Yeah, I think so with, however many like 30 something games to go I think he could do it I mean he is just at he's a really good shooter and on this offense he's going to get good looks yeah. right and of course he's not going to knock down eight every night but he's had multiple games here where he hits three or five four six he's a really good shooter
2: and when he's off as a shooter you know like what that we've seen before two games ago or whatever the last game um it He needs to explore his mid-range game. He needs to explore getting that
1: shot going. The backdoor cut tonight that Fox found. Dude, yeah. So bonus attracting attention. Did a great job cutting.
2: Much better job moving without the basketball, creating, and still even coming off, flaring off a screen. He had
1: a dunk tonight too. He had a dunk. A Keegan dunk in transition. Dunk.
2: A, a month and a oh, half yeah. ago, he lays
1: it up and gets swatted. He did get blocked once tonight. I think Eason got him, and Eason's a talented. Dude. Yeah, I watch that guy. I'm like, is that guy really a rookie?
2: It was a soft take, though, by it, Keegan yes. as well on the yeah, left yeah. side.
1: So you still want to take it strong? He did have that jam in transition that was nice. So a really nice bounce-back performance for Keegan Murray. Where do you want to go next?
2: No, and I just re- one of the threes I wanted to get to was um, he had those back-to-back threes from Sabonis when he made it 87-76. But then he had that... One where Monk drove it in, threw the ball out to Davion. It was going out of bounds. Davion flies back to get it enough to throw it to Keegan um, for another three-point shot. You know, just a great way that Davion saved that play and then Keegan finishing it off. I just, I love seeing those moments being executed, especially against a team like the Rockets.
1: Lee says Keegan needs an offseason to work his dribble. Next season, guaranteed he could put it on the floor. And yeah, I mean if he, he continues to work on his game and he has that ability to put the ball on the floor and shoot it the way he does at his size at six, eight. Yeah. The Kings are going to be in a dude. really, really good spot. Um, and that'll be a really cool thing to see. Uh, it was good to see De'Aaron Fox back Morgan. And what oh. a difference dude! Just watching him tonight. Th- come on. I mean, come on that turnaround jumper high arcing shot he had over Jalen Green. I think, was that in the first quarter?
2: I, I, don't, I didn't write it down. Why didn't you my, write it I down, know, Morgan? You, you, yes, it
1: was in the first quarter. Nice. Fox turnaround <gasps> rainbow on Jalen Green. Oh. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. He missed his first three shots. He ends up tonight, though, 16 points. He had eight assists. He had four rebounds. Um, he did have uh, four turnovers. Six of nine from the free throw line. I thought his first game back after being gone for a bit, by the way, like, I don't know, probably didn't get much sleep. Probably not the last couple of nights right probably not new I baby mean, boy on I mean, I mean
2: it, you know even even if you have a night nurse and all these resources, you're still um emotionally overwhelmed whether it's with excitement exhaustion whatever it may be and so yeah, probably not that much sleep
1: so yeah he comes out I just thought he came out and he was just like, oh this is what the Kings missed." His ability to attack, get into the paint, create looks. It made Sabonis' life a lot easier tonight. Yep. It just made everyone's life a lot easier. Now it helps that you're taking on a bad team. And I feel like I, I, I've emphasized that probably too much tonight. You like, have, but I think we it's all fair. admit Houston is a bad team and no one's acting like the Kings figured out all their issues tonight. We're we're cool on that? Yes. Okay. We,
2: no, but thank that's you for established. I think it's good that you have stated that a few times, but now it's established. Okay. Yes. I establish it. Um yeah, and if you say it one more time, that's okay.
1: Okay. Houston's not a very good team. Good. But the Kings handled business when they needed to. I just like De'Aaron Fox just being back. I'm like, God, man, these guys just getting to a spot. Yeah, he missed some shots tonight, but he was just attacking nasty. I thought he was getting into him defensively. That's what I, I mean, wanted to get
2: to. The way that he was getting into guys defensively, that's where I loved watching him and having him back out there tonight, especially hearing Mike Brown and what he said about ball pressure after last night's loss. It was great having Deer and Fox in there. But not only that, he had in that first quarter that chase down – um, strip from Jalen Green, and then it ended up going off of Jalen. That Green's was a great thigh. hustle play. Exactly, it was a great hustle play, great execution to get back and to make sure that it was going to be Kings basketball. He had a few big defensive moments that just made me go, "Oh, this is what the Kings were just, lacking." And not to say that they were going to win with all their players playing the way that they still did, you know. It's it, was, but it's what De'Aaron brings is has truly been contagious this season.
1: Yeah. I just noticed him, (laughs) you know? I mean, his his impact was felt out there. I feel like he he brought an energy tonight that this team desperately needed, especially on the second night of a back-to-back, right? You lose last night in embarrassing fashion. You don't want to lose three in a row. The Kings have not lost three in a row since November 23rd through the 28th when they had that stretch where they lost Atlanta, Boston, then came home and lost to the Suns. Yep. You don't want to do that. Like, all right, let's get back on track. Your coach just called you out the other night. Like knock down some shots and go beat a team by twenty. Yeah, and that's what they did tonight. So that was encouraging to say to see.
2: And encouraging that he had under thirty minutes played.
1: That's a great point. Yep. That's a great. We talked about that today earlier. Yes. Like, can we get play like twenty five minutes? That'd Rest be great. Rest those legs.
2: Rest those legs. So yeah, it was great. I mean, I think most of the starters except um, Domas and Keegan. Both played over thirty minutes, thirty-two and thirty-three, but
1: I like him playing Keegan like that again. Yeah, like, I w- play Keegan late into a game. I want him to, to be experience a leader. It. Well, yeah, like it's one thing to knock down some shots when you're out there functioning with Fox and Sabonis and herder yes. It's another thing where late in the game, it's like you're playing with Keon Ellis, Deontay Burton, Delvadova lineups that you've you haven't really played for. So go out there and try to do your thing. Still try to knock down shots. I actually, there was one play I really liked. It didn't lead to anything, but he made an exceptional pass. He was in the lane, got the ball, and fired it to the corner to Deontay Burton. It was a great look. I mean, it was an on-the-money pass. Burton missed the shot. But it's those little things I'm looking for with Keegan, especially late in the game. And he's young, man. Let him play 32 minutes. I don't care if it's a blowout or not. He's cooking a little bit, feeling good. I want his confidence sky high. Yep. And I want it to stay there now. And him being in there late in the game is a good thing.
2: I, I'm totally with you on that. And um, still only 33 minutes. 30 points in those 33 minutes. And like we already stated, 8, from, eight for 12 from 3-point land. Just a, a great bounce-back game for Keegan Murray.
1: And side note, someone in the chat was just mentioning Keon Ellis. I know. It's it's late in the game. They're up big.
2: Let's talk about it. You want to? Yeah. What and jumps then, out and then to we'll you about to Keon? I loved seeing him play out there with confidence. You saw the way that he shot the three. Sometimes when you see a guy get in there, they get trigger-happy. They just want to mm. get shots up, get things going because they got the lead. That's why they're in there. But instead, you can tell that he plays disciplined as well because he probably understands under mike brown and this coaching staff if you don't you will not play Rashawn holmes did not play alex len went in before Rashawn holmes i know we can talk about the bigger picture of that but still mm. either way seeing keon ellis go in there um being the long 6-3 player that he is it was nice to see him knock some down too in that little bit of time God, can we
1: give some more love to the people
2: late on a monday night it's not that
1: late it's only 8 40 at the moment so late you are here hanging out with us after this king's win over the rockets help us grow hit the thumbs up button be like our guy brett who subscribed tonight on youtube as brett was trying to help us get to ten thousand subs on youtube we're inching closer and closer Less than 300 to go until we reach that marker of 10,000 subs. Just a big accomplishment. And hitting the thumbs up just allows more and more people around the world to check out what we're doing here on this channel. So, please, help us along the way.
2: So, Keon Ellis, but then I also wanted to talk about the bounce-back game for Kevin Herter. Yeah,
1: Kevin Herter was named defensive player of the game tonight. I don't know if it was just based off one play. I got to be honest, can I? Oh, we got honest time with Deuce Mason. It's our can I be honest part of the show that we do a little
2: too. Can I be honest? Oh, yeah. Honestly, we should just make it. Can I be honest? We should make this a segment.
1: Okay. Yeah. Can Can I be honest? Can I be honest? I don't think you can give out a defensive player of the game chain when you give up 120. The Rockets are near the bottom of the NBA in scoring. They score about 109 a game. They were well over their average tonight. Deuce, defensive player of the game chain. We don't give you give up one twenty. There's no chain tonight. You know
2: how many people could tell us as people that cover the Kings. Hey, you don't celebrate a win over the Rockets because it's the Rockets. No, and I'm just saying, like, different. That's
1: different. We're talking about giving out. Here's my thing. I would say you don't have to hand out a defensive player of the game chain for every win because not every win. The Morgan. They gave up 40 points in the third quarter the Houston 40, right? Houston knocked down a ton of threes. Like you don't have to get now I'll I'll acknowledge this. There was one sequence where I thought Kevin Herter made an impact defensively. And for a guy who last night got, you know, cooked defensively, I thought he made some nice plays. Like he he had that one where he knocked the ball away. I think it went back to Jabari Smith. He blocked the shot. It's those extra effort plays that have to be acknowledged for sure.
2: And that's what you're doing by by celebrating the wins for those people. And I think Davion Mitchell could have gotten...
1: Uh, he could get it every night, the, Exactly. Dude. That play he had in the first quarter, he... Lo- Jalen Brown couldn't do anything. Jalen Brown couldn't do anything. And then he blocked the shot. Shot clock violation. Unbelievable defense by Davion Mitchell. Kenny
2: Carraway true. put that video out, and I retweeted it just putting basketball porn. It's basketball porn. I mean, that's what we call it right there. And I absolutely am obsessed with that type of defense. How can you not be? The effort is just tremendous.
1: So it was much better. There's much better defense tonight from Kevin Herter. I'm not trying to take away from him winning defensive player of the game. Not at all. All I'm saying is you give up 120 points. There's no chain that goes out. Mm. There's no chain. You give up. How about this? You give up a forty-point quarter. They allowed seventy-two points in the second half. That's not good. The yes. difference is they were able to, uh, you know, knock down a ton of shots and get the win tonight. Uh, there's Kev, Kevin Herter, with the defensive scroll player, down. I'm from,
2: oh, nice! Uh,
1: defensive player of the game, chain after the game.
2: I see Kev. Even
1: he's going. I yeah, th- that smiles like. Do we really give this out tonight?
2: I I like it. I like it. No matter what, I like it. Oh, funny thing, too. Yeah. Um, Kenny and Kyle got to talk to Keegan after the game. And I think Kyle, yeah, Kyle asked, uh, he goes, yeah, did you get a gift for? Uh-? Oh, yeah, let's play that. Okay, okay. Oh, I
1: actually did post that uh, on NBC California's uh, oh, channel. Uh, here's. Kyle and Kenny with Keegan after the Kings win.
3: Keegan, what do you get a, a new dad? What, what gift did you give Fox and Rousseau, uh for having a baby? <laughs> you know, you're I supposed know. to do, win, that, right? you do that, right? You got to do that, right? <laughs> got him a win. So You <laughs> got him a win. Congratulations, man. Thanks for jumping yeah. on with us. Appreciate-
2: <laughs> 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 great. Quick answer to got him. Honestly, a win
1: Without hesitation. That was great. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Uh, A win, win, win. And he said it with confidence. Like, no, that is a gift. Yeah. Rain got a win.
2: He's 22 Happy years birthday. old and is, like, trying to move on from chicken and mac and cheese, you know? Like, he's trying to make other things in his house right now. And yeah. it's like, he doesn't understand that you're supposed to, like, gift your teammates baby gifts.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, made Rain a, a grilled cheese sandwich, if you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> grilled cheese. Uh, Rain's going to stick to Dude, the milk for a little bit. Great
1: answer, Keegan Murray. Uh. Um Yeah. So that was my, can I be honest uh, moment of the game is maybe don't give out defensive play of the game chain after you give 120, but yeah, there is definitely some better defensive highlights at times. Uh Um, And I, I guess we need to talk about that third quarter a little bit. I was disappointed with the fact that, you know, they, they handled business Houston, 24 points in the first 24 in the second. It's one thing to have a little letdown. Maybe you give up a 30 point quarter, but like 40, it's just unacceptable. And, and, A lot of it, too, was some of the issues we saw against the Pelicans where, look, you got to be able to defend your man one-on-one. They're getting inside the paint, spraying out, as Mike Brown would say, spraying out for threes. Yeah. And they start knocking down a ton of threes. They hit two threes, I think, in the first half. Mm. And the first, like, three minutes, two and a half minutes of the second quarter, they had three. Yeah. And they finished the game um, 13 of 32 from downtown.
2: And that's where it was most frustrating in the third quarter is where it you started the second half with this Rocket squad going on a run. And it really was just bad defense, not locked in by the Sacramento Kings. It wasn't just shots falling. It was even where guys were on the floor. Um, it, uh, it allowed more and more open shots because certain individuals were not doing their job. It wasn't necessarily the second line of defense, not stepping up. It was the guys with the ball pressure and then someone else having to help. And then someone else having to run and close out on the out on the guy that uh, was shooting from the outside.
1: By the way, the King scored 41 points in the fourth quarter of this game, 34 Oof. in the third. So yeah, that's what 75 points uh, after the game. Rockets head coach, Steven Silas was furious here's this clip i found on uh twitter
3: they're not giving the effort on the defensive end they're not getting after it like they're supposed to they're not getting into their man and fighting over and helping each other not doing what they're supposed to do
1: Damn, oh, dude, that's tough.
2: My God, and well, and that's what's mm. really tough about this. Mm. It's like
1: his first coaching gig.
2: Well, one, his first first coaching gig, and then obviously losing his father. No, that's what I was thinking. Year. You too. know, just like all of it is is just awful. Um, and then having this Rockets team and feeling that way about your squad is the worst. Worst thing that can happen when you're coaching basketball, when you're watching basketball, when you feel like the team is not playing with effort. But what scares me about that, does this team respond on Wednesday night and not saying, oh, just because of that post-game presser, but what if some of these guys take it to heart and go, yeah, no, we're not going to lose twice to this.
1: They gave up 153 their last game (laughs) against Oklahoma City. I know. They, they got better tonight. They allowed 140. I mean, it's what possible it? they get a little more. Insp- the The problem, there's okay. a lot of layers with the Houston Rockets. Yeah. You have a young team of guys who don't know how to play. Look at this roster, Morgan. It's mm-hmm. not like it's stacked. And this is the challenge when you're building a team. You know, so many fans are always like tank, 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 lose, lose, lose. But building losing habits is not great for a culture. You need some sort of... There's got to be some learning along the way there's how many vets are on this team it's Eric Gordon I was gonna
2: say one who
1: probably one that would do anything to bounce and Bobon and oh, yeah you have to have some people to kind of teach you how things go and you know they may help you win some more games because of it, it improves your lottery odds which I know some fans hate but these guys don't know what it takes to win at an NBA level. None of them have done it. They're starting lineup tonight. Jalen Green, he's young. He's just playing. Jabari Smith is 19 years old. Shen Goon has all the talent in the world. He dropped some incredible dimes tonight. Dude. Guys like 20, right? Kenyon Martin, younger guy. So I'm going off their start. Four of their five starters are young young players, they don't know what it takes. So when you're a head coach and it's just like, I can only do so much. I can only say so much. It's frustrating. This is his first coaching gig. He got the job when James Harden was technically still there and how he is dealing with this situation where you can coach all day mm-hmm. but some of these guys aren't getting it and it's hard to build winning habits this way
0: but
2: hey i mean james harden could come back and then um you know they can totally fix everything
1: him. next year yeah 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 <laughs> no I feel it, ba- i'm just i feel bad for the, for him i feel bad honestly for some of these young guys because it's especially you know when you've won at a high level in
3: your career and then you come yeah. to Save big money
2: at I feel bad too, and I think some people were saying like, yeah, we've been there before, and you're absolutely right. And it's not fun for anyone. It's not sustainable for anyone. It's it it sucks too when you see really good talent. Um, develop in the wrong situation. Yeah. And maybe they don't reach their fullest potential because of where they develop. Now, what I'll say, though, about like someone like Jalen Green, for example, coming from the G League Ignite, a program that was built to basically really develop these young guys the right way to go into the NBA. The He's right got tremendous
1: way. talent and he does. It's a different level. At the I NBA, know. As you no, know. And I'm, you, I'm look at their bench. I know it's again, these, all these young guys and you know, this rockets, I hope, here's what I hope. I hope this rockets for an office does not get rewarded with Victor one, because they wouldn't do the right th- thing. This is not the way to build a team. Yeah. In my opinion. It's just not. And you know,
2: and I, and I hope, um, Stephen Silas, obviously, they allow
1: a long leash. They're not. He's probably going to be on soon. <sighs> he's had some time, and it's just not working. It's not working. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So God, if we. I think we're going to do a Houston Rockets segment on the show today. The Kings play the Rockets again on Wednesday night. By the way, uh, you mentioned Kevin Herter. We talked about his defense for a second, but yeah. He was not able to knock down some shots. The three point shots still not falling. He got some good looks. He ends up 2 of 7 from 3 but does finish with 16 points on 7 of 12 shooting. I did appreciate seeing him. He had one uh he, he had some mid-range looks tonight. Some he went off glass with a floater. Yeah. It was good to see him find other ways to impact things tonight. Yeah.
2: That's that's how I felt. Even with even with his outside shot, I thought it looked good when um he was coming off a dribble handoff again with Sabonis making life a little bit easier for him. But he he did some other things out there which helped allow his game to kind of come to him and he didn't have to force too much. Obviously, we'd love to see that three-point number for him um, be a couple more, but he's just been down lately. And how do you get there? You just keep building by playing good basketball in all the other categories.
1: One of my other uh, favorite moments from this game was when Malik Monk got on a heater in the fourth quarter. Malik Monk scored 15 points in the fourth quarter on five of six, three of four from downtown. He started knocking down threes left and right. And then he had one of my favorite plays of the game where he had that two-man game back and forth with Sabonis. There was a stretch where he started to get going, and Sabonis was pretty much like, I'm getting you the ball every time. (laughs) They were just having their own little game. Sabonis had a double-double tonight, but not with rebounds, with assists. He had 17 points, 7 rebounds, and 10 assists, including Mm. this
3: one. Malik Monk, pocket pass Sabonis, right back to Malik. Two defenders commit. He rocks back, puts it on the window, and scores two more. Look at the huge smile on his face. A lot of teeth being seen from way up here from the far side of the floor as Monk comes back. Kings leading 124-103. I feel like
1: on the Kings right now, I don't think there's a more fun player to watch get hot than Malik Monk. Facts. Because he just gets – it's knocking down threes. I also love – he missed it tonight. His unnecessary, like, scoop – where he could just like lay it up and in, and he just like scoops it up. And he missed it tonight. I'm like, what are you he doing? gets a little
2: cute with it. And then he also. <laughs> yes, it's part about, of
1: the ride with Malik.
2: Talk about someone who wants to make that home run pass at times, yeah, yeah. you know, and he tries to get it in between guys and then causes a little bit more chaos. But hey, when he's making his shots within that chaotic energy, I'm all about that because it really does. Guys, guys feed off of it, right? Like, look how, like you're saying, Sabonis wanted to continue that streak for Malik Monk. Like, no, nah, no, nah, man, you're feeling it. Let's go. Let's keep this going. And there's so many players and teammates throughout the years um, I'm sure that these people play with who don't appreciate that and go, no, like, it's my, my turn. Like, let me take this. I'm going to take this shot now. I'm sick of you, you know, having your moments and missing every other shot. But this is how a good team works. You make sure you get the
1: guy that's hot. Also, we should acknowledge Trey Lyles tonight. 14.6 of seven shooting two of three from downtown. Hell and yeah. It's just been steady, man. I've, I've really grown to like Trey Lyles. And it's fun to see a guy that like, you know, he's bounced around a little bit in the NBA. Clearly a guy with talent. Yeah. Um, He's just kind of chilling with Detroit, not knocking chilling. down threes. And now it, the guy's in shape. He's dunking on people. He's being aggressive, knocking down shots. I mean... To- Sneaky hops his scout recycling. Yeah. yeah, dude. He'll go jam on your head. And you're like, where did this come from? I-,
2: I love when guys are being coached by the right people that bring the Dog. best out of them. Yeah, it's truly. And, and with the the body language so, so composed, you know, he still shows so much athleticism, so much aggression with the way he'll go to the rim with authority. And even defensively, the strength that he has to just be that guy to hold his own out there. I love it.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of fun to uh, see him get it going. We should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield and at guaranteed rates. Hey, if you're looking to purchase a home or you have questions about purchasing a home, I highly suggest you hit up a Kings fan. His name's Sean Stanfield. He does amazing work. He's not trying to like force you into buying a house. He's going to make sure you have all the information you need. Does it make sense for you? Can you afford it? Should I buy a house? He will answer those questions for you right now.
2: Yeah. I I don't know about right.
1: Actually, maybe right now. Honestly,
2: knowing Sean, he probably would if you hit him up right now. And that's. The greatest thing about Sean, it doesn't matter if you hit him up over a text, if you hit him up over a phone call, over an email, he will communicate with you in any way, shape, or form. We talked about this the other night, too. He's the type of guy that will send over a video with... All of your needs. Oh, so you send him over your numbers and all your questions. He'll break it down in a video for you and send it back over. So then you don't have to be stuck on the phone with him talking back and forth with all of your questions. He's
1: also been super supportive of us during this whole podcast journey when we relaunched it. He's been with us Always. for a long, long time. So you can hit him up today. Call or text him at 916-276-7563. That's 916 916-276- 276 seven, five, six, three. He's helped a couple of our podcast listeners with refinancing. Another one helped them find a house. So hit him up today. He will help you out. You can also go to his website, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. That's equal housing lender subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number three, four, nine, seven Oh seven company NMLS ID number two, six, one, one NMLS consumer access.org. Thanks so much to our friends over at
3: Guarantee! Great! Right. Guarantee! Great! Right.
1: All right, uh, any other final thoughts on maybe what you thought about tonight's game or almost looking ahead? Like, are there tweaks that you would like to see? What would you like to see differently? The defense just get better, contain your guy?
2: Yeah, I want to see the same type of game from the sense of your starters playing under 30 minutes. Go, on Wednesday, I'm talking about um, seeing a lot of the other guys get some action, getting some playing time. My only other thing is Rashawn Holmes, seeing him with a DMP, uh, especially when Alex Lynn got those minutes instead. It's always interesting to me. I don't think it's anything personal, um, but at the same time, no matter what, as a competitor, as an athlete, as someone that works their ass off in a practice, it can't feel good when you don't see that court and see some playing time.
1: Yeah, and the trade deadline's nearing, so you wonder what exactly is happening. The trade deadline is coming up on Thursday. Yep. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be
2: crazy. Oh, Here's my
1: challenge for the Kings next yeah. game. No 30-point quarters for the Houston Rockets. Keep them under 30. That's a, a good storage. challenge. That's my challenge. 29, 29,
2: 29. I do not want to see
1: a 40. No. Keep them under 30, and that is doable.
2: That's fair. I like that. Oh.
1: We do have an update tonight. What? It's a selfish one, but I'd like to l- let you guys Course. know at this hour. I was informed tonight. I was asked tonight. Deuce Mason, coming up on Saturday night, the Kings play the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Would you join Morgan Reagan? On NBC Sports California at Golden One Center for pre-half and post-game, a Deuce and Mo takeover, Kings and Mavs, and you know what I said? Give me a hell yeah! Did you say that, dude? I am so excited for this one. I know, like, so I know you. I've done this before. Now you guys yeah. are like, okay, it's it, you've done it before, Deuce. I've never done it for a home game.
2: I know, I know.
1: Uh, that's why I'm excited. It's I've never so done it cool. for a home game. Like I've done the road and the road thing's cool. Cause you're in studio controlled, but you know what being with the, around the fans you guys. and all those idiots they're chanting like crazy, holding up Saboner signs, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I don't know. They might have changed around the oh, set okay. too, but either um, way, I'm gonna soak way, it. Either way, you guys bring the energy, bring the love. If you're there on a Saturday night, bring your deuce bags, Mo Ron energy. Uh, we need it. <laughs> okay,
1: Stephen. What? Look at Mo creating opportunities for Deuce. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love to hear. It. Well, you know what? I honestly love to hear that though because. All my life, I felt like, or in this career that I've chosen, um, having male allies like Deuce has been so crucial to what i've done in this career and i couldn't have done it without him and uh, this isn't compliment time this is truly like for anyone else that is out there um if you have the opportunity to mentor someone in this whether it's a woman person of color a minority make sure that you choose to do the right thing and help them out because truly i would not be here without deuce and his help and his support
1: well, according Truly. to the double-A, Mo's been carrying Deuce for real. <laughs> oh
2: Let's go! Let's a- go! <laughs> I am, And you know
1: I can't stand the Dallas Mavericks. You know this. I cannot stand Dallas. Someone was mentioning, should I bring the... I'm bringing the jackets Okay, for so post-game. again,
2: I'm going to tell them that you're not available for Saturday if you're going to you do you this. You tell stuff. me
1: I can't bring the jackets. And actually, I have no power,
2: so I couldn't do this. You already got the gig. I didn't give it to you, yeah. so... <laughs> Oh uh, God, dang it! Uh,
1: great point for gun. My, sorry if I'm messing it up. There's 500 people here right now. Yeah, what are we doing? Let's. We can. We have to have 400 thumbs up. Let's get to at least 300 thumbs up. All it does is help the channel grow. I don't know why Morgan just left. Where did Morgan go? The
2: dogs were too quiet. Oh, okay. Is everything good? Yeah. No, I was just uh, making sure no one was. Choking. Please, let's
1: get that. We just need the thumbs up to be way higher than that. I'm honestly, I'm. Oh yeah, give th- a thumbs up for Deuce uh hosting with me on
2: Saturday night.
1: Sure. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. go. <laughs> that makes us feel better. Let's <laughs> make us feel better we reach over 300. Um Morgan, we mentioned Kings Rockets coming up. We should also mention the trade deadline coming up on Thursday and the Woo. Kings you know, there's not a ton of news out there. We've heard Jared Vanderbilt's name. I think that's like the Kings fan favorite at this point. And it is. I thought he was going to be too expensive maybe for Utah, but according to The Athletic, the guy, Tony Jones, who covers the Utah Jazz, says he's very likely to be dealt coming up by Thursday. You have to think that the Kings are interested in him. He's got ties with De'Aaron Fox, going back to AAU, and then Kentucky also was at De'Aaron's wedding let's also acknowledge like he just as in terms of being a basketball player can help this team, right? Six, eight, good size, young, don't trust the shooting, but he can make things happen. He's a defender. Maybe he could play some backup five in smaller lineups. I like him. He plays defense. He
2: he has a good feel for the game for a big guy that is mobile. um, You know, I, I think when, when people look at, him in Sacramento they go automatically it's like backup center right could he ever play out there with the bonus well only if he developed a shot mm. right i but i think otherwise that um he's long that length that we keep talking about that so many teams have uh that the kings have trouble against length and i just would love to add somebody like that to this roster i think so many people go to nerlands noel it just doesn't move the needle for me uh, and where he is in his career. Obviously, health has been an issue throughout his career, too. Not to say that he can't still get high, yeah. play by the rim, be a rim protector at times, but...
1: Yeah, I like Vanderbilt, and I haven't even looked at his shooting numbers lately. I was surprised that Ainge would want to move on, but maybe Ainge is just thinking big picture, and if he could get... there was a report that there is an offer on the table right now that would net Utah multiple second-round picks. I would not be a GM in the NBA because for me, I would be like, "Yeah, you want second round picks? I'll give you twenty-seven of them. It, sure, I don't care about these; uh, they don't Deuce, matter." You, you gave. I'm like the Rams. Us. I'm like what the Rams are with first round picks in the NFL. That's how I am in the NBA with second wow. round. You want a second round picks? Sure. Uh, Vanderbilt this year in his first season with Utah, he was big last year for Minnesota, uh, especially during their playoff run, really impactful. But this year in Utah, he's averaging eight points. Nearly eight rebounds, 2.7 assists, a steal. He is shooting 55%, doesn't shoot a lot, just six per game. And he's shooting 33% from three. Also, we should know 1.13 point attempts per game. I should look at the totals All this in season.
2: 24 minutes, too, by the way. Yeah, he's
1: doing it. So he has taken 57 threes this year, which is. By far the most threes he has ever taken in the NBA. Last season in Minnesota, he took 14 the entire year. So he's 19 of 57 this year. So uh, that's that's good that he is hitting at that clip. Uh free throw percentage at 65%. But really just a, a, a defensive player that I think the Kings could use. And I just love his ability to attack the glass. I mean, a guy that rebounds at a really solid rate. Can get you offensive rebounds too.
2: And can run from rim to rim yep. and then play above the rim, right? So you can find him in transition, a guy that you could trust to pass the ball up to him and he's not going to fumble it. He has a good feel for the game, like we said, um, to make the right move, to make the right play underneath the basket.
1: Uh, Mason Plumley gets brought up too. I, I like Mason Plumley. I do too. If he's available too. I do think, we, a lot we, of we talked like about him. this earlier today. I think the Kings need to make a tweak. And I think the reason why is because I think they can... They, they're in a position now with some of the offensive weapons they have. If they could stay healthy with Fox, a bonus, do some tweaks. They can start thinking about not making, not only making the playoffs, but winning a series. Yeah. And <laughs> it's going to be tight down the stretch. It's going to be fragile, but that's what I want to see. I want to see some sort of move. For yeah.
2: Sure. I, I think too, when you see them lose like they did against the Pelicans and against the Pacers, um, those, those moments expose so much of their flaws and not to be a prisoner of the moment, not to push the panic button, be like, Oh my God, trade everyone. They suck because this happened. It's more being like, okay, these flaws are not good. If you want to actually be a playoff team this season, you got to make some tweaks
1: well let's welcome to the show he is back again last time we went to him he was in the bathroom going oh. number he said number one he was number going one. uh tonight he looks like he's shirtless in bed hello naked nick, naked nick is with us hey do some uh- what's oh, oh naked nick oh. you're gone where you at there you are what's i'm up? back what's up naked nick
0: i just want to say the kings
2: won tonight why not like the bean why not like the bean
1: yeah what do you think about the win what do
3: you like I feel like the Kings did the win. I feel like uh, we lighted the beam, and I wanted to say, you know, hey, I want
1: you to do, put the song on for me. The oh, the fire, the laser. That yes. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's get it. Let's arm the laser. Arm the laser!
2: Begin laser ignition. Fire the
3: laser! laser. Yes.
1: Like, there you like, go, Nick.
2: Love, Good Nick. Hey, right. I
1: can't Oh, we lost you again. What are you gonna say? I'm back. I can't wait.
3: I can't wait. Oh. Are you okay over there? What are you doing? I can't wait to see the Kings win, but I do want to say Light the beam. Okay. All right. You you did say that
1: a couple times tonight, Nick. All right. We
3: play Wednesday. Let's win again on Wednesday. We're going to win again.
1: How do you feel about Houston, though? Another game against Houston. We're going to beat Houston again.
2: Ooh. Why?
1: Because we are. Oh, I thought you
2: were going to say because they're garbage.
0: Houston's garbage.
3: Yeah. All
1: right. Well, uh, Nick. And
0: guess
3: what? what? I get to see. I get to see Deuce Mason on Saturday with Morgan Reagan and Deuce Mason.
1: You're damn right,
3: Nick. I love it, Nick. Hey, hey guess what? what? Why not wear a suit and tie? Why not look nice? Why not? Why
2: not yeah. look
1: nice? All right, sleep beams, Nick. Hey, hey dude, oh. uh, hey, guess what? You gotta what? get us ready for the uh, Dallas and the Kingdom Saturday. You gotta get us ready. And guess what's gonna happen? What? We're gonna smash the Mavs because they're garbage. Oh. Okay. okay.
2: Sleep beams, Nick.
1: Sleep beams, man
3: righty, well
2: sleep oh, okay. beams. No, okay. do not pick Come your on. nose on the okay. Sleep, sleep beams.
1: I, I thought he was gonna like join me in the
2: Nope. He was done. He was ready to be naked and yeah go to bed. Yeah. Sleep beams, Nick. It's funny, we saw Nick last night, then we see him uh during our daily show, and then we see him now.
1: Yeah, he's he just Can't he's always that. there.
2: He's a, all he's always watching, guys. He's always watching. <laughs> Insane <laughs>
1: cookies hey, why not pick your nose? Why not? <laughs> uh, uh, before we wrap things up tonight, we're gonna be live again tomorrow morning at eleven AM on Sacktown Sports on our daily show. Let's take a look at the stack dope! Oh, wow. What? Look at that. That's pretty. Look at that. Would you look at that? Huh? King's still hanging on to the number three spot right now, but man, is it fragile? The difference between the third spot and the 10th spot, which is currently held by Utah is just four games. Mm. Are you kidding? Uh, Sacramento now 30 and 23. They are two games behind the Memphis Grizzlies who have lost three in a row. And believe it or not, Eight of their last 10 games. Meanwhile, the Clippers are a game behind um, Sacramento. The Clippers hang on, hung on to win tonight. Can we do one thing around the NBA real fast? What is that, Deuce? You saw the other night that Cam Thomas had that 40-point game for the Nets. Okay. You know what he did tonight? What did he do? the Clippers?
2: Did he have a big game?
1: Yeah, he did. Cam Thomas had 47 points what tonight. What the shit? Cam Thomas gets buckets. We saw it in the Summer League, and what do you know? This guy's getting an opportunity post this trade deadline, or post this Kyrie trade. He had 44 points on 16 of 23 in a game against the Wizards. He follows it up two games later against the Clippers. I know it's a loss. The guy played 39 minutes, dropped 47 points. He was 7-11 from downtown. The guy is a certified bucket.
2: What did his minutes look like before the trade? And that's okay if
1: you don't have it. I mean, I can pull it up for you. Okay.
2: After... Yeah. I'm just a little curious because obviously.
1: I mean, he has, I mean, he's been not a guy that play. I mean, he's, it's going up a little bit lately. Like the yeah. last three games, it's gone up for sure. Uh, last four games, he's playing 20 minutes or more. And he's, he's contributing. The guy, the guy gets buckets and you start thinking about, okay, Can he be a a significant contributor? Even after this trade, you know, who knows what else they do at the trade deadline. But you saw in Summer League when he put up some monster numbers. He's been a guy that hasn't played a ton of minutes. But, dude, like, good for him. 46. I mean, that's thin. not anything to ignore. I mean, back no, to back 40 I'm bombs? Saying?
2: And that was against the Clippers. Yes. Even though it was in a loss. But again,
1: Ka- Kawhi did play in the game, right? Wow. Paul George did play in this game. This was the Clippers. This wow. was not like they were sitting their guys tonight. They did lose 124 to 116. That was with a starting lineup of Edmund Summer, Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton, Royce O'Neill, and Joe Harris. Pretty insane.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: and then. You know what? A, a team that we're wondering about, Golden State. Steph Curry's out, dude. You knew you realize with Steph Curry out of the lineup this year, what their record is? What you haven't to get? He's missed here. I'll give okay. you the amount. Steph Curry's missed sixteen games this year. Okay.
2: Um. I because you said that. Well, I'm just gonna go five hundred. But what is it?
1: They are. They're 500. Oh, really? They're okay. Eight, they're eight and eight. They won tonight. Clay Thompson dropped forty two points on oklahoma city
2: let's go clay that's what you got to do
1: Clay some love that's what i'm saying this guy was out for two years and he's been on a real tear for this team yep you know if golden state can just stay afloat with Steph out you know they, they, they if he misses three to four weeks how many games is that i don't know 14 ish i mean it would be insane to think they could play 500 ball but if they could they're still in the mix.
2: It's so interesting too. You talk about that all-star conversation and Clay Thompson was someone I felt like didn't get enough love, but at the same time, I know where their team's at. But then you're seeing other guys like SGA get all this love. He's yeah. playing on a different level than Clay, obviously. He is, for but sure. but my my whole point is it's just like give the love in the right direction. I think so many people wanted to go off the narrative of, man, Clay's never going to be the same no, again. No, and he and-
1: wasn't shooting it efficiently for a stretch, but his month of January, he was huge. Uh, in the month of January, he averaged 27 a game. Uh, he shot 45% from the field and 43% from three on 11 attempts a game. Ah, uh, damn. So, uh, a big win for Golden State. I mean, I to me, any win when you've got Steph out. Yep. That's, ma- that's That's It's huge. Especially it's absolutely for massive. where they
2: are in the standings and what they're trying to do. And you just don't know if they, I, I do. And I talked a little bit about this on the daily show and I'm sure we'll touch on it more tomorrow with the trade deadline coming up. But even for them, I know they don't want to push the panic button and just make a wild trade at the trade deadline. But at the same time, is there a tweak that they want to make uh, for the future and for the future of Steph Curry? Being in their organization,
1: we should mention too with Clay Thompson tonight. The chat wanted me to emphasize this. Yeah. He was 12 of 16 from three.
2: Jesus.
1: 12. <laughs> no, that was Clay.
2: Oh, not Jesus.
1: Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, Clay Thompson, 12 of 16 from three. Damn, dude. Some other stuff around the league, real fast, Morgan. Yeah. I mentioned the Clippers. Um, Someone in our, I think, Buddha called into our show today and was yeah. like, hey, man, I'm telling you. Kings should look at Andre Drummond as a backup. I'm not super high on. I'm like, eh. I didn't see the game, but Andre Drummond played 21 minutes tonight. He had 21 points. He had 15 rebounds, three steals on nine of nine shooting, off the bench against Damn. San Antonio.
2: Okay, Buddha, we see you.
1: All right, all right. so tip your cap to <laughs> We're him. We're listening.
2: We're listening. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, Dallas, they win without Luca tonight. After the trade deadline, they beat Utah, um, and. Look at that lineup, too. And who was it that was big for them? Jaden Hardy. Wow. Who the Kings drafted in the second round and traded to Dallas. Remember, we're like, ooh, Jaden Hardy's a guy that has all the potential. He was a five-star prospect who was, you know, obviously not had – he didn't have a great – he was supposed to be like a top five pick and then had a bad year with G League Ignite, not efficient. Dallas ends up getting him from Sacramento. That was
2: Bobby Gerald's guy, too, right?
1: Maybe. I'm I th- not sure. I, thought,
2: I thought that was someone that he was, like, big on um, during.
1: Now, he's probably not going to see much time after this trade deadline. A also, uh, worth noting, yeah. Christian Wood came off the bench tonight, only played 19 minutes. He had six points, nine rebounds. That's someone that Mark Stein is saying is likely to be moved by Dallas. So, who knows what's going to happen? I feel like his trade deadline is going to be insane. I mean, Ooh. sounds like Toronto's really making – There's a lot of talk about Toronto, Utah, Brooklyn, trying to do something else. It seems like Dallas is going to make a move. Who else? Hopefully Sacramento gets on the action too. Hopefully
2: Sacramento. And just, yeah, hopefully not too many Western Conference teams make a lot of moves to make their teams better. But, hey, I'm always down for the drama and the fireworks.
1: DFW wants to know, what's the deal with why nobody wants Christian Wood? Expiring deal. You know, Christian Wood is a supremely talented player. I think defensively there are issues. And I think there's just maturity issues. He's just bounced around the league. So he's one of those guys that no one ever questions his, like, talent. They question there's his There's other stuff that comes or, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. um, We appreciate you guys so much for being here. Before you go, hit the thumbs up button. We're going to be back live again tomorrow at 11 a.m. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much. But we... Gots to go.
2: You all have a wonderful rest of your night. Sleep beams. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The
0: podcast that you know. Deuce and mo.